in the sitting each, each morning, you'll be given progressive instructions. They'll build, the instructions will build uh, one day to the next. So it's a very important sitting to attend. And you will hear from each of us ways of practicing that have been helpful to us. And essentially you're all contemplative artists and that over time you will develop your own artistry in in practice. Although there are scientific elements, this essentially is an art. So with that spirit of investigation and exploration, come home to the body now. Experiencing the aliveness. It's not a given, it's a gift. And for some, it may be helpful to consider one or two things that you are grateful for as a way of gladdening the mind, brightening the mind. And as you consider something that you're grateful for, you may notice where gratitude manifests in the body. All our emotions can be felt through the body. this temporary precious vehicle. And for some it also may be helpful to place a slight smile on the lips. We know it releases pleasant chemicals into the mind and body when we smile. For most, smiling is an enjoyable experience. And beginning with now some moments of self-compassion, bringing a kind attention systematically to this body.
bringing attention to the brow, inviting a smoothing, a softening. And bringing that soft attention into the eyes. And allowing that kind attention throughout the face, all the facial muscles. Inviting a letting be, a letting go. And checking the jaw, if it happens to be clenched, unhinging the jaw. Bringing that soft attention into the neck and shoulders, an area where many of us carry tension. Experiencing from the inside out. Experiencing both the aliveness and spaciousness within the neck and shoulder region. And allowing that attention to now descend into the arms, the upper arms, elbows, forearms. Experiencing from the inside out the aliveness, the volume of space in the arms. Allowing the kindly attention now into the hands. 
What do you notice? Experiencing fully from the inside and each of the fingers. Feeling the contact wherever the hands are resting. And now bringing attention to the upper portion of the torso, the rib cage area. You might first notice that gentle expansion on the inhale and the relaxation on the exhale of the rib cage can be very subtle. Experiencing the rib cage from the inside. Bringing a soft, warm attention to the inner organs there that have served you so well. Allowing the attention now in the lower portion of the torso, the small of the back, the sides, the belly. And inviting the belly to have ease, to let go, let be. Inviting a softening allowing the breath to be natural, allowing the breath to be whatever it needs to be. Experiencing the hips and the contact of the sitting bones on the cushion or the chair.
experiencing the genitals. Inviting a relaxation. And now the upper legs. Experiencing from the inside the miracle of aliveness, the volume of space. Allowing attention now to descend into and through the knees, calves and shins. The ankles. And spending a few moments experiencing the feet from the inside. And now taking some moments to bring a kind, loving attention to any area of the body specific that you, that you have that may be wounded or is experiencing chronic pain. Exercising self-compassion. not trying to change or move anything, just standing by, standing with. Like a loving friend. Being with another who is hurting. And now for some moments opening to sound. Sound, like all phenomena in this creation, arises and passes in the open field of awareness.
alert and receptive. Not grasping or pushing away any sound. Allowing sound to wash through. The energy of sound moving through. With a little practice, you can learn to hear with the whole body. It is very sensitive and not just the ears. And just as sounds arise and pass in the open field of awareness, so do body sensations. The body is alive with sensations. And I invite you to bring your attention to the specific body sensation of breathing. You might experience the breath in several ways. One may feel more comfortable or more predominant. Some enjoy experiencing the breath through its full cycle as it enters the nostrils, fills the lungs and belly, 
and then empties. Others enjoy simply experiencing the breath as it enters and exits the nostrils, feeling the sensations there. Others enjoy the rising and relaxing of the rib cage. And others enjoy the rise and fall of the belly. And still others enjoy breathing as if breathing through all the pores of the body. A whole body breathing. So exploring. I invite you to experiment with the breath. See which aspect of the breath feels most comfortable to you. And then bring your attention close to the breath. Connecting. It's much, much like a warm embrace not too tight, not too loose. But attentive, present. The beautiful breath that has sustained us throughout this life. Connecting and sustaining that connection the best that you are able. Just this inhale. Just this exhale.
And when you notice that you've been in a story, planning, remembering, fantasizing, it's a very important moment, a marvelous moment in meditation because you have awakened. And so slow everything down. Fully experience that awakening. Senses awake in the present. Aliveness, vividness, rediscovered. Allow your nervous system to become sensitized to that wakefulness. Rest there as long as you'd like. Notice the difference between being lost in a story, the trance of story, and wakefulness, a moment of of awakening. Not a time for judgment or harshness. Just the direct experience of awakening. Taking your time and spending a few moments to re-relax before exploring your anchor again. Taking some moments to relax the tension in the head, soften the face, shoulders, neck. There's no hurry, no extra points for running back to the breath. It's a moment of self-compassion, care. And then when you are ready, Landing again, softly, connecting in your breath, if that is your anchor, or sounds or sensations. So each time the mind moves away, we get to experience awakening. No judgment, no harshness, just gentleness and more gentleness.
morning everyone and welcome to another glorious day to practice. There's a few things I want to highlight about the instructions that you heard some earlier this morning and some now. Um, I spoke about gladdening the mind and brightening the mind and the Buddha taught that there were three ways to kind of prepare the mind for meditation that might be helpful to his students. So he offered them. And one is reflecting on something that you're grateful for, counting your blessings. We've all heard that. And for me, it has a way of kind of, kind of sweeps the mind a little bit clear of some debris when I'm experiencing gratitude. And the whole system kind of brightens a little bit. And that happens to be my favorite. There's a couple other. Um, he suggested uh, reflecting on your generous acts. Any, any kindness that you've expressed, holding a door for someone, taking a worm off the hot sidewalk, placing it in the grass. It doesn't have to be some big event. But there's something uplifting about re-experiencing generous acts. And the third is to contemplate the qualities of a Buddha. What are those qualities? That kind of fathomless understanding of the way nature works. That heart that's always open and compassionate and responsive. So those are some ways to prepare and you may toss them aside or you may find one that might be helpful to you uh, for your meditation. A template that I like to uh, conceive of as we practice is sound. For most, not all, but most of us can learn to be with whatever the sound is. It comes, it goes, it may be pleasant, it may be unpleasant. We don't feel like we own it. We're not trying to control it. We can just learn to experience it, pleasant and unpleasant. Then we move into the realm of sensations in the body. Can we have that same open, receptive attitude when our body's a little cranky? You know, can we, can we experience it as sensations arising and passing? Can we have some balance with it? That's the challenge of our practice as we, as we develop it. And, of course, the area of emotions. Whoa, these are my emotions. You know, these are important and terrible. And can we have that same open-handed receptivity and understanding that they don't last any more than anything else in this creation? The last thing I want to highlight uh, this morning is that what I like to call the sacred pause. We can't help it when our mind is gone. That's what it does. It just goes and it's scanning for this and that and the other thing. It's trying to survive and plan everything so that we have total comfort and we live forever and all this kind of stuff. That's what the mind does and it works. I mean, there's over 7 billion of us. It's working. Um, So when we're practicing, that moment that we awake, whether we've been gone for 30 minutes or 30 seconds, that is very precious. And it's not a time to beat ourselves up. Oh, I've been, I've been off again. It's like, wow, look at this, I'm awake. 
you know, I can feel my body, I'm alive. This vivid clarity. And so just hang out there. I learned from an old monk many years ago that if you yank yourself back from wherever you've been and, and try to grab onto your anchor, you're just going to be bringing tension, the tension of that thinking, that planning or worrying or whatever it is. You're just going to bring it back. And then after a few minutes, it's like, I can't meditate. You're just filled with tension. So that time when you wake up, kind of feel what's happening. Notice the difference, the mind lost in a trance or story, and what it's like when it's alive, when you're here, now, living your life. And then take some time to re-relax. And there's two parts to the nervous system, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. The nervous, the sympathetic is always looking for threat, always looking for, for issues that we need to solve and take care of and get us things we need. We don't have to help that. That's going all the time. But the parasympathetic nervous system, the relaxation response, the part that kind of brings us into balance and calm, that we can cultivate. And every time you take the moment of self-compassion and re-relax yourself during your practice, when you've, when you've awoken, you're enhancing and cultivating a stronger parasympathetic nervous system. It's healthy, it pumps the immune system, all the science that we know now. So don't worry if your mind goes all over the place. You're gonna get all those moments to wake up, allow your nervous system to feel the difference, and then you get to re-relax and offer yourself some self-compassion. All done with gentleness, slow, easy does it. So that, I think that's all I want to say the, uh, this morning. And now I'm going to um, turn this over to Winnie for a very exciting part of our morning. So we talked last night about uh, the opportunity for a radical experiment in establishing presence by letting go of our psycho-emotional lifeline, otherwise known as our electronic device. So you may have noticed on the way into the hall that there were envelopes and pens that would allow you to have a place to mark and put your phone and to have it uh, locked up by the office until the end of the retreat. So I know some of you have already been proactive in surrendering your devices and have given them to the office. And um, how many people did that? Oh, wise ones. 
And how many people have them locked in their car? Okay. And how many uh, people are here for the cell phone offering ritual? Oh, good, good on you. Okay. So do you have the envelopes and the pens? Does anybody need a pen and envelope? Uh, Matt will get those and distribute it. So you might <coughs> want to momentarily review for yourself what came up for you at the thought of doing this. <coughs> the Buddha talks about wise intention, which is the intention for compassion and loving kindness, and also the intention to let go of what are usually called sense desires as the, the point of everything. Anybody else need an envelope and a pen? Okay, looks like we're good. So in letting go of our cell phones, we're letting go of our out. Our bailout mechanism. So it's a significant act. So I'd like to invite those of you who are doing it to stand. Okay. And now separate yourself into three aisles, either move to the middle aisle if you're closest there, or move to one of the outside aisles if you're closest there. Now as you're standing, I'd like you to bring to mind your intention in letting go your aspiration or your motivation in taking this rather radical action. And let yourself feel that in an embodied way. And let there arise in the mind if it will an appreciation for this act of letting go and courage. So having done that, I'd like you to come forward one by one Put your cell phone in the basket, bow, and then go back to your place. So we'll start with the center aisle. And if the rest of you can just hold the space in appreciation of the difficulty of this. So would you like to go first?
Imogica. We're now officially a tech-free zone. Thank you. That's a great gift to yourself and uh, to the retreat and to the cultivation that we're all doing here together. Let's stand up and I'll give a little walking uh, instructions. If there's people here who have heard this so many times that you don't want to hear it again, feel free to leave now and I'll give you a minute to leave the hall.
And now walking meditation can be every bit as powerful and for some people more so than sitting meditation. And historically, it's been part of any retreat um, arc, the arc of any retreat. It creates a kind of balancing of energies in the body to get up and move. The Buddha thought it very important to move, exercise, to walk with mindfulness. And so I think we're going to be blessed with mostly beautiful weather. A great time to be outside. Um, and there's just some simple ground, ground rules to, to walking meditation that I want to go over. And you're not going anywhere, so it's not like you're going for a walk. Just find an area that you can walk back and forth. 10, 15 paces is plenty. Some people even work with less than that. And so... We let go of the idea of we're trying to get somewhere. And we're exploring this miracle, this experience of walking, step by step. And so there's sometimes a tendency to kind of throw our mind across our pacing field. It's like, oh, I'm going to get there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be mindful all the way across there. It's just kind of like throwing the mind out there. What we want to do is just kind of relax in just this step, then the next step, then the lifting portion and the placing portion of the step. Uh, At retreats, it often looks like, you know, it's the walking dead. You don't have to walk slowly. And you can experiment with walking a little faster, a little slower, If you happen to be very sleepy, for some people walking more quickly creates a rise in energy. And for some people, just the opposite. Moving more slowly creates a rise in energy. So we're all different. We're all little snowflakes. Everybody's a little different here. So you experiment with this and find what what is serving you. Um, So let's just take this moment and come into the body. You can have your eyes open or closed. And feeling your feet on the floor. And by extension, your connection to the earth. Rooted, intimately, intimately connected in this biosphere. This beautiful little water planet spinning through space. And in walking meditation, we're bringing the attention below the coconut, below the head. And so let's now bring that attention into the body and begin to shift your weight onto your right leg, experiencing directly all that's happening to make that, to make that shift. All the activation of, of the muscles, the ligaments, the tightening of everything in that right leg. And also experiencing now the left leg, the kind of ease of burden there. 
And now shifting back to center. And now shifting weight to the left leg. There's a lot going on. Allowing our attention to rest in that experience, that miracle of standing and walking and now shifting back to the center. We don't have much room, but just take a little half step with your left foot, lifting it, moving it, and placing it. And now your right foot lifting, moving, and placing. And now stepping backwards with your right foot back to where you began. Allowing attention to be in the lower extremities. And then your left foot back. Some folks in walking slowly have uh, some issues with balance. And what I'd like to suggest is that you keep a little width of your feet and you take small steps keeping some width which creates more stability. If you try to walk like a runway model with one foot in front of the other that's very difficult. Looks easy when they're doing it but it's hard. So you keep a little keep a little width and move slowly. You also at times um, can, can, can explore and, and bring the attention in different ways. You can systematically explore. You can begin by exploring, well, what are my toes doing when I'm walking? You know, are they just flopping or is there some activity there in balance? The big toe, what's it doing? The little toe, what's that doing? Where, where is my foot touching the earth um, with more solidity. Is it the outside, the inside? Is it all even? There's no right way to walk. But just exploring that. And then what is the ankle doing? What's going on there in the interior of the ankle? And you can move up to the calves and the shins. When are, when are the calves activated? When do they release? The knees, the quadriceps, the hamstrings, the hips. You know. And at times you may be feeling that you may be getting a little too tight with your mindfulness, then just open it up and feel the feel like this whole body moving through space like this is we're we're kind of cutting the air like we would cut through water and just feel that. That's very expansive. And then if we're getting too spacey, maybe it's time to then go back and feel what our big toe is doing. So we can we can experiment with that. Um, Some people ask the question, should I synchronize my breathing with my steps? You know, you can try that. That is a particular technique. It's a Burmese technique. There are a lot of techniques in walking meditation. You can walk backwards if that helps your mindfulness. Just be careful. You know. So any questions about walking meditation uh, before we turn you loose? Yes. Is it best to stick with one pace for the duration? Or is it okay or helpful to 
play with the pace over the course of one walking meditation. Yeah. The question was, is it helpful to stay with one pace over the course of the walking meditation or to experiment and play with the pace? You know, I'd say in the beginning of a retreat, experiment a little bit. See what is serving you. And of course, each day it's going to be a little different depending on our energy level. Um, but over time, you will find a pace that is most serving you most of the time. And that will be your practice. Yes? Great question. Yeah. If you find, I mean, it's so beautiful this time of year. And the breeze and the smells of the flowers and everything. Um, when you're overcome by the beauty of nature, just stop. Turn your attention then to feeling the breeze, smelling, listening to that bird or whatever has your attention fully with that same careful, kindly attention that you're giving to yourself. And then when that phenomena is no longer predominant, then begin walking again. And, when, and it's also can be helpful when you get to the end of your pace, your turnaround spot, there's a lot going on there to just pause, really reconnect with this earth, and then feel all the movements and turning as carefully as you can and begin back. Yes. Absolutely. Just mindfully feeling that need to move this body in certain ways. Just make that part of that process. Our challenge is always where is the mind? Are we planning, remembering, fantasizing? And can we gently bring ourselves back? It's not so much what we're doing, but the relationship to it as we're doing it. Okay, enjoy your day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.